morning. Hey, before you have a seat, just wave at somebody. Our social distance welcome. Wave at each other. If you're joining us online, give us a thumbs up. Good morning. Hey, you guys can have a seat. Welcome to Bethel. Um, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's yes, Day. Yes, and happy Blizzard Day. Yes. In Oklahoma and in Oklahoma, much of the country, yes. yes. Yeah, it's cold out there. So glad that you joined us today. For those that braved the storm and are here in person, and for those of you um, warm at home and joining us online, we are so glad that you're with us today. It's really good to have you. If you're a first-time guest, either here in the building or online, uh, the best way to connect with us is to go to our website, mybethel.cc slash connect. And if you'll fill out the connection card there, we'll touch base with you this week. And we promise no spam. We just want to connect with you and see how we can better best serve you. But mybethel.cc slash connect. Uh, we're so glad you're checking Bethel out. And we'd love to connect with you this week. So... Most of you know that we lived in Costa Rica for 14 years. Yes. And this day in Costa Rica was called Dia de la Amistad, which is Friendship Day. Yep. And I love that because friends are important. You know that, right? And here at Bethel, I, I love the whole Friendship Day idea even more because it's like today I think about all my friends and part of our Bethel family. And I'm so thankful for you guys and so glad we have each other. So valentine's day is for friends too right so i just wanted it to is. say that it is so i love my friends and i'm thankful for them. and we're so grateful for all those that came out early to serve uh, to open the doors to make coffee to make hot chocolate to welcome those that have come in and uh, so so thank you for for coming today um we are in our series called our, our alignment series yes within the big series yes it's called finding the real jesus and so I want to do a little mini intro. We have a special guest today. Uh, Christy, thank you. There's my Valentine. Actually, when we were dating, there was a song called My Valentine, right? That was one of our songs. Um, Jim Berkman, I think, if you ever... Nobody knows Jim Berkman, but he's a great piano player. Anyway, um, the series that we're in right now, we're kind of in this little mini break within the series. It's called Finding the Real Jesus. Last week, we showed our stretchy Jesus because... This is how a lot of us treat Jesus. We treat Jesus as a little figurine that we can fold up and put in our pocket. We can mold him how we want him to be instead of who he really is. And when we don't want him, we just put him in our back pocket and we go on. And then when we need him, we pull him out and we say, Jesus, take the wheel, like today on the way to church. You know, some of us are like that. Jesus, I need you right now. Well, finding a real Jesus, we're trying to discover who Scripture says Jesus is. And we're actually in Philippians chapter 2, and today we're going to talk about Jesus being fully man. Um, I want us to read real quick. If you have your Bible apps, you can go to the live event and follow along there. Uh, or if you have your Bibles, you can go there in, in person to Philippians chapter 2. I want to read a couple of verses starting in, chapter, in verse 5, okay? Verse 5, Philippians chapter 2, it says, You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. We're in this part of our series where there's an attitude adjustment so that we adjust ourselves to the mind of Christ, to the same actions of Jesus Christ. It says in verse 6, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore, God elevated him into the, highest pla the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at, every, at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let's pray, and then we're going to jump into week seven of Alignment week two of finding the real Jesus. 
God, thank you so much for our services. Thank you for those that have joined us in person, online. God, we thank you for the ability to gather uh, as a church family, uh, personally and also digitally. God, I pray that your word would be elevated, that we would have the same mind, the same attitude, that we would adjust ourselves, align ourselves with Jesus. And today, God, as we see Jesus as man, I pray that we would be able to see that he became man and we can identify with him because he knows exactly what we're going through. He knows what we will go through and we know that we can trust him because he knows what he's talking about. God, we love you. We thank you so much for Jesus. In his name we pray, amen. Let's get started finding the real Jesus. Good morning. Good to see everybody here, uh, braving the blizzard and coming in. As Christy was saying, uh, living in Costa Rica, this is something you don't see down there. I'm going to take lots of pictures and send them all our friends in Panama and Costa Rica. And because uh, they're always talking about it. it'd be great to see snow. Yeah, right. And uh, I'm waiting for the summertime. And I was talking to Jim Crossan and uh, we and and some other uh, Mike uh, uh, Holland. And uh, we like the heat. And you say, well, I just like all the, you know, all the cold, the change of temperature. I like heat. And I like the summertime. There was one guy in our church, he's here this morning, went out jogging this morning. And uh, we need to pray for him. And uh, I mean, that is, there's something seriously wrong with that. And, uh, but we're here. And it's good to be here in, at Bethel and uh, going into this uh, series, uh, Finding the Real Jesus. You know, there's a lot of misconceptions about who Jesus is. A lot of, and it's kind of like going to Baskin-Robbins as far as the different philosophies, different mindsets, different teachings about Jesus. But we always go back to the Scripture and find out really who Jesus is. And I'm excited about going into this second week of finding the real Jesus. Last week, Pastor Ray was talking about uh, Jesus as God, and He is God, 100% God, and we know that He is. And, and we started this, uh, uh, this uh, series, this mini-series, uh, last week, and I'm going to go uh, two more weeks after this, uh, this, uh, this, this sermon this morning. And, uh, and we want to kind of key in on that and have a real picture and, and really understand who Jesus is and what he did for us. Um, a lot of Bible scholars think that this is a, a hymn uh, that was written at, for the early church and Paul grabbed this hymn and stuck it in here because it really talked about what he wanted to emphasize as far as Jesus is concerned. If you have your Bible, 
You can look in Philippians chapter 2, and, and starting in verse number 6 down through verse number 11, you find that it's written in a different form. It's written like a psalm. It's written like one of the Proverbs. It's, it's written as a hymn. And so it is a, is a hymn, but it teaches us exactly the, the principles and the truths about what and who Jesus really is. And so we're going to go down in verse number 7 uh, this morning and uh, pick up there. Last week we saw that Jesus is God. He is God, and in John 1, uh, Pastor Ray brought this out, that the Word became flesh, dwelt among us, and He wasn't just a form of God, He was and is God. In verse number 7, let's read that uh, uh, verse number 7, and if you have the uh, a smartphone or a tablet, you can go to the YouVersion app and find this message there and add some notes and things if you'd, if you'd like to do that online or, or right here in person. Verse number 7, it says, Instead, He gave up His divine privileges. And he took the humble position of a slave, and he was born as a human being when he appeared in human form. So Paul uses this hymn to emphasize, to teach the real Jesus. Before we get any further into the message, let's, let's pray together, okay? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the privilege of being able to be here and open up your word and, 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 and understand, even in a greater way, what Jesus did for us and what he's doing for us even now to know the real Jesus and, and, and identify with him and because he identified with us. Lord, we thank you for each person that's here. Thank you for those that are watching online. Keep us all safe today. And, but most of all, help us to realize what you did for us on the cross. And not only the cross, but what you did coming to this earth, taking human form, taking up a body like ours and identifying with us. Lord, we love you, and we thank you so much for loving us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And uh, in, this, uh, in this portion, Paul is contrasting and, and bringing in the, the idea and the truth that Jesus became a human being, that he took a, the form as, as we have. He, he had a body just like ours. And uh, there's uh, over in Romans, it talks about two atoms. You say, well, that's kind of kind of strange to to think about the two atoms, the first atom, the second atom. But uh, the best commentary for the Bible is the Bible itself. And so let's look over in Romans chapter number five. Again, Paul is writing here in verse number twelve down through verse number nineteen. He talks about the the two atoms and he contrasts the first atom uh, with the second atom and he explains what that is uh, is talking about. Let's re read in verse number twelve, Romans chapter five and. Verse number 12, it says, When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. And Adam's sin brought death, so death separated or spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. And we know that. We're all sinners. There's not anybody that's perfect. Verse number 13, Yes, people sinned even before the law was given, but that was not counted as sin because there was not yet any law to break. Verse number 14, Still, everyone died from the time of Adam and to the time of Moses, even those who did not disobey an explicit commandment as, of God, as Adam did. Now, Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ, who was yet to come. But there was a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. And aren't you glad for that gracious gift? And, uh, and it says, For the sin of one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through the, this other man, 
Christ, Jesus Christ. And we need to get that. In two different times in this portion, it talks about the other man, Jesus Christ. And just keep reading in verse number 16. As a result of God's gracious gift, in a very different, uh, it's very different from the result of one man's sin, for Adam's sin led to the condemnation. But God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, and even though we are guilty of many sins. And the sins of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live and triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Again, it emphasizes that one man. Jesus came as a man and he lived here among us. Verse number 18, yes, Adam's sin uh, <clears throat> brought, uh, brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings to right, a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because of another person obeyed God, many were made righteous. What an amazing portion of Scripture. It talks about Jesus, what Jesus did for us. We're all sinners because of our, our, our heritage, or our lineage, our, our connection to Adam, the first man. We're sinners by nature, and we're sinners by choice. You know, uh, 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 Jordan's here with this little guy. If you've not seen him, she's charging to, to, to see crew. And uh, so if you have some loose change, just bring that up, and you can see the new baby. And, uh, but, you know, as, uh, as our children grow up, you don't have to teach them to disobey or to, or to, be, uh, to, to, to not do what's right. They don't have a class over there in the Heron house and, and have all their kids. Now, today we're going to teach you how to lie. And uh, we're going to teach you how to punch your brother or punch your sister. And we're going to teach you how to disobey and how to, how to talk back to mom and dad. We're going to teach you, teach you how to steal something. And you don't do that. We're, that's in our nature. But we also have that, that choice that we make and, and we choose to sin. We choose to disobey. But because of Jesus coming and obeying the Father and completely and giving himself, we have that free gift, that gift of graciousness and of love. He gave us his life that we might have triumph over sin and over death is what it says in this, this portion of Scripture. The first Adam tried to seize equality with God. Over in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15, Satan made this statement. He says, if you eat of this fruit, then you'll be like God. And that's still the, the same lies telling people today. Just do what you want to do and you'll be your own boss. You can be your own, you can control your own destiny. And, and there's even religions today that talk about if you do these things, then one day you'll become a, a, a god. And, and, and that's just not true. That's a satanic lie. And, but Jesus came and he laid everything aside and he had divine privileges, but he laid it all aside, and he didn't hold on to it as the second Adam. And so we see back in this portion, look back in, in Philippians chapter number 7. It says he gave up his divine privileges. Everything that God was, God, Jesus, uh, the Son of God, uh, uh, Christ, the uh, uh, God, uh, he laid all that aside. He gave up his divine privileges, and he took on himself the form of a slave. Now think about uh, being a slave. Jesus emptied himself. He, he laid aside his supreme authority over everything. The creator, the one that was there over in Genesis, when Jesus says, Let's make the, let us make them in, in our image, uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. 
Spirit. Jesus laid all that aside. He emptied himself. He took the form of a human. He took the form of a slave. And what do slaves do? Do they get to call the shots? No. They, they, they have to obey uh, their master. They ha- they're in a place of servitude. They're in a place of obedience. Jesus emptied himself, and he gave himself uh, to become a human. He became uh, a human. And Jesus emptied himself. He laid aside his supreme authority, became a slave that only could obey. He did that freely. And that's what Jesus did. He did it willingly. Sometimes we think of uh, God uh, uh, put Jesus on the cross, and, uh, and that's what God did to Jesus. And that's not, that's not what happened. Jesus chose that freely. He came thinking about you and about me. He came and he went to the cross willingly in human form and, and sacrificed himself for us. And, and on down in that verse, number 7, it says that he was born as a human being. And he came and he took the form. He wasn't just, uh, just had the form. He, wasn't just, he didn't look just uh, like a human in appearance. He actually was generally human in every part. Not just outwardly. But he was human as far as his thoughts, his feelings, his vulnerability. Everything about him was human. A hundred percent human. He had the form. He had a body just like us. Can you imagine? Uh, he, he came. The creator became part of the creation. And he came to, to show us what we were originally created to do. And that was to obey God and to follow God's perfect plan for our life. And that's the reason he came, to show us how to live a life that is, that is pleasing to the Lord and that God had planned for us. Jesus is God. He was all-powerful, all-knowing. He's everywhere at the same time. Jesus had all these divine privileges. But instead, Jesus emptied himself of his privileges and became a human, a slave, and, uh, and, and he, he, he became a subject to the things that we're subject to. The Creator became the created. He chose to identify with us. He connected with me, and He connected with you. And uh, all that Jesus had, He laid aside. And, uh, you know, sometimes we're fighting for our rights. And that's something you hear a lot, people standing up for their rights. And we have rights. And, and, uh, and I'm glad that we're born and we're, we're part of a country where we do have certain rights. But let me tell you, as, as a Christian, we, our, our rights, everything that we, sh- we have should be given to the Lord. Jesus laid down his rights. We defend our rights. He gave up his rights. He, we defend our privileges. Jesus gave up his privileges. Over in, uh, in, in Philippians chapter five, uh, chapter 2 and verse number 5, says that he, we have to have the same mindset, the same way of thinking. And that's where we need to be. And we need to think like Jesus thought. We need to have the same process, of, uh, 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 way of processing things. Jesus gave up his rights. And that's uh, where we fight for him. What did Jesus do for us? And uh, what, did, what did he do in his human, human form and, and when he was in this body? And uh, he suffered cold. <laughs> Think about that today. And uh, he knew what it was to be cold and uh, to be out in the elements. He knew what it was to be hungry. And you, you say, well, uh, you know, was he hungry? Of course he was hungry. He knew what it was to suffer. He was a carpenter's son. I don't know if you've done, ever done any carpentry or uh, done anything, but if you do it long enough... Uh, you're going to smash your thumb with a hammer. 
And uh, can you imagine Jesus going through? You're, if you work with, with wood, how many of you had a splinter in your hand working with wood, picking up stuff? I, he had splinters. He had crack. If, if you had this cold, I don't know about you, but my hands crack open. They're, 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 maybe your hands are that way today. And as a carpenter out in the elements, and he suffered. He knew what it was to have pain. He knew what it was to be hungry. He knew what it was to be uh, uh, discouraged. And can you imagine during his ministry, you can read about it, and uh, at one time, a multitude of people just walked away from him. And he turned to the, the 12 and he said, are you guys going to leave too? And uh, he knew what it was to be discouraged. He knew what it was to be, 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 be alone and abandoned. And uh, can you identify with any of that stuff? Well, if you've gone through that, then Jesus identifies with you. He knows what it's like to have anticipation he was looking forward over in Hebrews chapter 12. He was looking forward with anticipation his sacrifice. Why? To bring us to right relationship with God the Father. He was anticipating that. Discouraged, of course. Joy. He had joy. In fact, over in Roman, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, it says that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He was looking at joy because he knew that we were going to be able to have a relationship with the Father. Happiness, he, 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 he went through all of those things. Whatever you can experience, he went through those things, but without any sin. Why does it matter that Jesus was fully man? Two different times it says that he took human form. He became a human being. He took human form. Two different times, he, 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 Paul emphasizes through that, that hymn in, 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 in Philippians chapter 2 that he was human, that he took on human form. What does that matter? What does that matter? And uh, it matters because he understands our weaknesses. If you're going through something today, if you're struggling with something, if you're facing something, he knows about that. He understands our weaknesses. He taught and showed us how to overcome temptation as a human being. I've heard people say, well, you know, that's just the way I am. That's just the way I was made. I, I, can't, I can't help doing these things. Of course we can. We have the example of Jesus Christ. We don't have to choose to do uh, things that are disobedient or, or against God's will. We can choose another path. We have the ability because Christ showed us how to do that. He showed us how to obey the Father. He showed us how to be, be fully human and still follow God's perfect plan for our life. Paul, again, in Romans chapter 12, talks about how that we can have and follow and know God's perfect plan for our life, His perfect will. And He's got a plan for every one of us. He's got a plan for us. And that plan is to follow and to find and follow Jesus, as we say here at Bethel, over and over and over, to know Jesus. And that's our goal. This, this, this series is for us all to know and come to know the real Jesus there's an amazing verse over in Hebrews chapter number 4. And, and, and it's talking about Jesus Christ. It's talking about our high priest. In Hebrews chapter 4 it says, This high priest is talking about Jesus Christ. Of ours understands our weaknesses. For he faced all the same testings as we do. Yet he did not sin. What an incredible verse. He, he, he faced all of the things that you and I face. The discouragement, the depression, the, the, the abandonment, the joy, the happiness, the struggle, all of those things. He faced that. And he set the example. He made an example for us to follow. 
And I'm so glad that we can know the real Jesus. Uh, the real Jesus is not someone still on the cross. The real Jesus is not someone that's distant. He did all that to identify with us. He came and had a body. He lived like us. He identified with us to show us how we should live. We need to have that same attitude in verse number 5 of Philippians and have that same attitude. We must have that same attitude that G Christ Jesus had. And uh, as Pastor Ray was talking last week, we need to have an attitude adjustment. And sometimes we need an attitude adjustment. Sometimes during the week, and I'm, I'm the same way. You know, when it gets to where you're inside and you're, and you're struggling with certain things and, and weather like this, it's easy to get an attitude. You're inside, and we've had this quarantine. Can you believe it's almost been a year since the coronavirus? It's been a year. And uh, there's been people that have been quarantined and isolated, and, and our life has changed. And after all that's gone through, and we've gone through all that, it's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to get an attitude. You ever had an attitude? <laughs> and uh, sometimes I get an attitude, and, and uh, Sherry has to look at me and say, okay, you know, what's going on? And uh, there needs to be an attitude adjustment. But if we go back to Jesus, we can have an attitude. He's the example. He, he's the one to follow. He's the one to model. And Jesus needs to be our attitude adjustment, and, and we need to have the same mind that he has. If you go back to verse number 7, the very beginning, there's a key word there uh, that I believe that will help us uh, realize and, and get what Jesus did for us on the cross. And if you go back to the beginning of that verse, everything hinges on that word instead. Instead. You know, instead, uh, Jesus laid down his, his divine privilege. Instead, he became a slave. Instead, he took upon himself a human form. And instead of doing our own thing... And uh, we need to live for the Father's plan. We need to live according to the Father's plan. Instead of thinking about only about ourselves, we need to think about how that we can live for the Lord. And instead of, <clears throat> of being uh, sitting on the sidelines, we need to become a servant. You know, I, I, what I love, one of the things I love about Bethel is there's a lot of people involved in ministry. There's a lot of people that make things happen around here. You know, you think, well, it's the pastor's job or the pastor's job or the certain staff or certain people are involved. No, there's a place for everybody. There's a place for everybody. And if you haven't found your place, find your place. Instead of just sitting, and I'm glad that you're sitting here. I'm glad that there's some people that brave the elements that came out today. But instead of just sitting and, and just enjoying, get, and, and there's nothing wrong with enjoying, but let's get involved too. Instead of sitting on the sideline, become a servant like Jesus did. Instead of just existing, let's start living. Let's live for the Lord. A lot of people are just going through the motions, just, just going day by day. You know, got any plans? Well, I don't know. I'm just trying to make, it, make ends meet. I'm just trying to just put one foot in front of the other. God's got so much more for us. Instead of living that way, begin living for the Lord in His plan. Instead of doing it alone, connect with somebody this week. And, uh, and find and talk about who the real Jesus is and what He's doing in your life. Uh, for the last several weeks, we've been talking about connecting with somebody, getting with somebody, having coffee with somebody, uh, calling somebody. And I know it's harder in uh, maybe today you can go out and make snow angels with somebody. I don't know. And, uh, and <clears throat> uh, don't do that because you might, your nose might freeze and fall off or something. But, uh, but, uh, but you can connect with somebody. Instead of just doing life alone, connect with somebody. Talk about what Jesus is doing in your life. Share your story and how he's 
transforming you with, someone, with somebody else. We all have choices to make. And it shouldn't, be, it shouldn't be a forced thing. It should be voluntary. We need to make sure that we're doing things because we know the real Jesus and we're connected with the real Jesus and we're in love with the real Jesus and we want to do what he came to show us to do and love him with all of our heart, love the Father, and love others like we love ourselves. And, and, and we have a choice in that. And we need to do it willingly. We need to do it because we love the Lord. There's some things that I think we should consider. You know, discuss with somebody this week what Jesus is do, doing in your life. What, what Jesus is, is all about in, in your life. And, connect, and maybe you can't get out. I don't know how, this is gonna, how far, long this is going to last. The weather and the, the cold temperatures. Maybe you just want to hunker down. But you know we still have social media. We still have our smartphones. We still have ways to connect uh, with other people. Connect with somebody. And talk about what Jesus... We talk about all kinds of things. I guarantee you, everyone today is talking about the weather. Everybody. And uh, how many of you have checked the weather app on your phone? All of us have done that. You know, I got, I got four... I got five weather apps, and I check them all. You know? I got radar, and I can tell you that there's stuff coming from the west and uh, heading up this way, and you can see the snow coming, and, uh, and I know where the watches are, and I know how the wind chill is, and I, all those things. And some of you came in, well, yeah, it's, it's three degrees out there. And is it still three degrees? Somebody? It's what? Is it three degrees? Somebody's going to look at your watch. Uh, five degrees, okay, let, 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 me, let me see. You're right, it's five degrees. <laughs> and, uh, and, and the windshield... In uh, 15 below, is it 15 or 16? Or, and uh, somebody want to tell me about that? Like negative, 17. negative 17. See, I mean, we're talking about the weather. And uh, wouldn't it be great if all of us left today and this week, we talked about Jesus like we talk about the weather and all the other things that are going on? And uh, this past week, a lot of political stuff going on. All of us saw all this craziness going on on TV, and, and we all have opinions about that. Yeah, wouldn't it be great to have an opinion about the real Jesus and talk about the real Jesus? We have choices to make, and, 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 and we can do that this week. We can discuss how Jesus became fully man and how it brings clarity and comfort to us, knowing that Jesus identifies with my weaknesses. We can take... A, something that we've been hanging on to, and all of us like to hang on to certain things, and we can take it to the real Jesus because we know that he knows what's going on in our life because he's identified with us. And then we can also, this week, maybe think about what actually Jesus actually gave up so he could come and identify with me. Folks, he gave up everything. He gave up his privileges. He lived like I live. He suffered what I suffer. He experienced what I suffer. I experienced, and because he wanted to identify with me, but he did it in a perfect way. And he went to the cross. And because of his sacrifice and his gift, I can have eternal life, and I can have triumph over sin and over death, and I have eternal life that's going to last forever. And uh, and folks, we can all have that. We need to talk about Jesus. We need to realize the real Jesus, make him a part of our life and live it out, live God's plan out for us. And so we have a choice to make. Instead, is what verse 7 says, 
Instead, he gave it up. He emptied himself, and he began to live God's plan for us for our redemption. This week, we can say, instead of doing this, I'm going to live for the Lord, and I'm going to make a choice that makes a difference now because I know who Jesus is, I know the real Jesus, and I have a relationship with him. Let's have a word of prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your goodness to us. And Lord, I thank you so much that you came. You gave yourself as a sacrifice for us. You died on the cross for our sins. You gave up your privileges because you loved me. You loved us this morning. And I thank you for that. I thank you that we have a Savior that identified with us, that knows what it feels like to be cold, to be hungry, to be discouraged, to be abandoned but also the joy, the happiness, the anticipation, the, the longing to have a relationship with, with your creation. And, 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 and Lord, help us to realize that Jesus did that all for us. He set the example. He showed us how to live what the Father originally planned for us, to live that perfect life or that, that life that's been given back to you. Help us, Lord, to live in a way that pleases you, Help us to have that same mindset that Jesus had. Lord, help us to have that attitude adjustment to be able to live in a way that's pleasing to you. Lord, we thank you so much for your goodness to us. Thank you that we are able to be here this morning. Lord, just help us this week to make good choices. And instead of doing our own thing, that we would follow your will. Instead of living for ourselves, we would live for others. Instead of just trying to follow what we feel like doing, that we follow that perfect and good plan that you have for us. Lord, we love you and we thank you so much for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, yes, thank you. Go and have a seat. Man, our, our worship team always steps up. This is one of the, the teams that uh, when I was texting out, is like, hey, I don't know, there's a blizzard coming Sunday. What are we going to do? And like, if I can get there, we're going to get there. And so thank you guys for that. Um, we know that with you guys, it's going to be okay. Those of you that weathered it out, those of you online, um, we're so glad you're a part of the Bethel family. I was thinking about this message, Pastor Ruben and, and uh, Pastor Andy. Thank you for that. He said um, that Jesus gave up his rights. He gave up his divine privileges. Yeah. And so I think about that in our lives. I mean, I mean, we don't want to give up anything, really. Yeah, and I think we need to like kind of define that a little bit because there's some things that um, Jesus says are important, right? Yeah. There's some things that I think we need to continue to fight for as followers of Jesus, um, but there's also some things that I feel, um, especially here in America, what that I feel entitled to. And I so right. I think that's the attitude adjustment that we maybe need to give some thought to this week is to say, okay, what are the things that God, Jesus never promised me, but I feel like I deserve them. And it's mm. those things that can kind of be pushed to the side so that Jesus is elevated not only in my life but in the lives of those people around me um, and that's kind of the attitude adjustment for me and that's kind of how I think about that passage yeah. is like man what are the things that I'm holding tightly to I think uh, Pastor Randy said that towards the end is uh, what are the things that I'm holding so tightly to that I can't see uh, what Jesus is doing around me and it says instead he gave up and yes. so it's like this week as we're going through, because you know, like you and I work together, we have a lot of conversations. I have this thing that I like to have the last word, and so I need to give that up, right? Those are the rights that I need <laughs> yeah. to give up, right? Um, I've been married to my spouse, Christy, for 23. This is our 24th year of marriage. And when I got married, I had to give up some things in order to become her husband, right? Yeah. So you are married how many years now? Uh, almost 10. You have 40 kids yeah. after 10 years? 40. Um, 
feels like it some days. So so you had to give up some things, right? Yeah. To to be married. So what are some things you gave up to be married? Uh, sometimes the right to be to be right. Okay. Like even the some you hear of the this, Jordan. Take some notes. Take and, some notes. And though there are times where I am wrong, Cruz, like I don't I believe don't, you. Yeah, Cruz, like I don't believe it. My mom would never do anything. <laughs> no, and even with kids, right? Yeah. Like the right to do whatever I want whenever I want to. There's right. responsibilities that I have, but I do that because I love my kids. I do that because mm-hmm. I love my wife in a way to demonstrate that for them is to say, you know what, I'm going to take a second and not do what I really would want to do, humanly speaking, right. and I'm going to I'm going to step aside and, and serve someone else. So kind of like um, giving up freedom is what, what we did. We chose to give up our individual freedom to become one with our spouse. Yeah. And, and I think in America in particular, uh, in, in Yukon, Oklahoma, I mean, there's certain rights that we have. Mm-hmm. And if we understand what Jesus is doing in our lives and doing around us, sometimes we need to give those up in order to accommodate and be a slave to other people, yeah. which is very not very popular at all. Yeah. Um, and it's not, it's not for no purpose either. It's not just to right. say to give those things up, but he said, why did he give those up? He right. said he'd laid aside his divine privileges so that we right. could be made right with God. He knew there was an end in mind, right? So right. we're not just giving things up so we can lay down and be trampled on, but so that the gospel can go forth, so that people in our community can know Jesus yeah. um, as we do. And I think that's what makes it easier for me to lay myself aside sometimes is that I know there's a greater good. I know that there's people who may experience Jesus instead of me doing whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. So if we could filter this this week as we interact with people, whether it's in person, online, at work, um, social media, just if we could filter, okay, I'm going to give up some opinions. I'm going to give up some divine, like some rights, not, not divine, I mean, we're not God, but give up some things because in the end, it's so people will know Jesus. And I think that's if we could, if we could do one thing this week as we connect, uh, make sure you make an appointment. Uh, some of you don't drink coffee, but you can give up that right so that someone else can drink coffee, <laughs> right? I mean, that's like a good thing. Or maybe you don't like tacos, but go ahead and give up yeah. that right and have some tacos. I don't know. Whatever it is, give up something in order for you to actually have a conversation about the real Jesus, which would be a great thing this week. Yeah, and I think ask yourself the question, by me giving this up, how is this going to point people to Jesus? Because there's right. things we can give up and we're like, and we feel good about ourselves because we're like, oh, I gave that up. But for what purpose, right? right. Jesus Jesus laid aside his divine privileges so that we so that we could know him and have a relationship with the Father. Uh, so we have to ask ourselves too, by me stepping out and becoming, uh, you know, setting aside some rights that I may think that I am entitled to, right. how is it going to point people to Jesus? Because right. we want to make sure we're intentional about that as well. And we should lead the way. I think Christians uh, get a bad rap many times, but Christians should lead the way. If you're a follower of Jesus, we should lead the way in giving certain things up to actually bring people closer to Jesus. Yeah. Uh, one thing that's really tough on us, uh, we, we're touchers and huggers, and this is Valentine's Day, and we said, what could we do? What could we do to let people know we love them? And the scripture, it says that you're supposed to greet each other with a holy kiss. That's not going to happen because of the COVID kiss. So we're going to do a COVID hug kiss. and kiss. Okay, this is, a hug, this is like a, oh, a spiritual hug and, and kisses. kisses. Okay, so on your way out, we want everyone to it's grab one of these little packages, and it's you just know that you are loved. Hugs and kisses. Okay, distance, hugs and kisses. Um, If you don't like chocolate, someone in your family does. Okay, so please uh, take one on the way out. If you're online watching, come next week and you'll get your hug and kiss next week. All right? Yeah, because we love you too. We do. We do. We want to hug and kiss on you. Social distance, hug and kiss. Social distance, hug and kiss. Grab it on the way out. And I only kiss my wife, but so. All right. So I don't know. Okay. (laughs) And don't forget. That's another conversation, but. (laughs) Here at Bethel. (laughs) Here at Bethel, we exist to love and lead one another to find and follow Jesus. Love you guys. guys. Have a great week. Have a great week. week.